0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam. We want a teenage dream, a front scene, lady, baby. Talk, come give me a three. kiss. Put me on the cover of the roller stone, uptown, down home, American kids.
1: Roll it up, in
2: Good morning, kids. We are uh, all in our places with bright, shiny faces. Well, mostly, I guess. It is Thursday, and we're glad you're spending it here with us here on uh, The Morning Jam. Keep our numbers handy today, 866-916-3776. That is our toll-free number. And, of course, uh, get your texting fingers ready, because we got your Mind Jam trivia coming up here in just a minute as well. Our thought of the day comes from... The queen of country music, Miss Dolly Parton. I think you have to work at being happy just like you have to work at being miserable. I'm going to grasp every happy moment I can find. Seems like some people are really good at uh, working overtime at being unhappy. <laughs> but, yeah, we need to try try the other thing. See if that works for us. Our text number is 434-248-0704. We would like for you to play along today with our Mind Jam Trivia. Today is still need to do day, which means you still have things on your to-do list that you need to get done or to done by the first of the year. So our question is this are men or women most likely to make a to-do list? Who's more likely to make a to-do list, a man or a woman?
1: Are you trying to give us layups?
2: Four three four two four eight. 0704 I, I I mean it's it's a it, you got a 50/50 shot either way.
1: No, this is like a 95/5% shot here. Okay. Cuz there's one person in my house that makes a list. Yes. Or well, my parents' house. Yeah. It's my mother. Okay. And then there's three other guys who never make a to-do ne- list.
2: Never make a to-do list. So you're saying a woman. Yes. All right. Okay. What is your guess? 4342480704 and I'll tell you if you're right or not. How about that? You've been, I mean, you've been right a lot lately. I know. Well, so, but you, you I start to not answer. I was going to say, I started not
1: answering the ones I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You stopped guessing. All right. Well, it's like the Jeopardy thing. If you don't answer, you don't lose points. Ah, true. Very wise. Well, on this day in history in 1955, Barbara Streisand makes her first recording. She is 13 years old, and she recorded a cover of... You'll never know. Here's a 13-year. What are you playing? Oh. What?
1: I don't know what that was. I don't...
2: There you go. She uh, had the pipes even then, 1955. A 13-year-old Barbara Streisand. In 1972, Life Magazine ceases publication, which is really tragic. I have Life Magazines in my living room. I have a, because I, I have that kind of retro thing going on, that 60s, 70s feel in my living room. And I've got Life Magazines in a rack. A, a, and they're I very could, interesting. They're so pretty. I
1: probably could find Boys Life Magazines, which was like the monthly scouting magazine you would get.
2: Well, they, you had Life, and then you had another one that was that was a really big a big one too. But I don't remember what that was. Time? No, nah, I don't the think that one was I... oversized. But uh, I just think Life magazines are beautiful, and I I didn't realize they stopped publicating them in '72, uh, but they did. Uh, in 2007, Tom Brady sets the then NFL record throwing his 50th touchdown pass. And the New England Patriots become the first team in NFL history to finish the regular season sixteen to zero. So there you go. And then they did lost in the Super Bowl. Mmm. Man. Uh, birthdays today. Actor John Voight is turning eighty four years old. Singer Marianne Faithful is turning seventy six. Of course, she was uh, Mick Jagger's girlfriend. She actually recorded this song before the Rolling Stones did. And supposedly, she was an inspiration for a lot of Rolling Stone songs, including You Can't Always Get What You Want. So, don't know that we would have had the Rolling Stones as we know them without Marianne Faithful. Actor Ted Danson is having a birthday today. He is turning seventy-five years old. Of course, he became most popular as that flirty bartender Sam Malone.
1: For a magnificent pagan beast.
2: Thanks. What's the message? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved him in Cheers so much. Uh, singer Yvonne Elliman is having a birthday today, turning seventy-one years old. Of course, uh, had a big hit during the disco era. If I can't I, I may or may not play that song but I'm cooking in the kitchen.
1: What if I told you this is my first time ever hearing it?
2: I would say that's sad for you, and your parents have failed you at some level. Uh, that's what oh. I would say. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> harsh. Pass the message. Harsh. I know. <laughs> they weren't the disco type. Listen. What, what, what were we talking about? Um, uh, over Christmas, we were talking about. So we were like, I was naming off. Like, I, I would mm-hmm. test my children so, I'd, I'd rattle off songs to see if they knew who the artist was. It was really important to me. I wanted them to know. Uh, I wanted them to know who the Bee Gees were. I wanted them to know who who um, knew that. You, you know them, okay? Well, there's one. Well, um, if you it's know, like Fleetwood Mac, I know Fleetwood and, and Mac. People like that. Um, if
1: there's any like, my parents were like, listen to rock music, so like I know a lot of rock. Mm -hmm. Classic rock music
2: They know who Yvonne Element is They may not want to admit it But they completely would get down to If I can't have you Just saying Uh, Actor Jude Law also having a birthday today He is turning 50 years old Here he is in Holiday
0: You're seriously the most depressing girl I've ever met I know I have another scenario for you Good I'm in love with you I apologize for the blunt delivery But, as problematical as this fact may be, I am in love with you.
2: Uh, such a, although he plays a bad guy, too, in a lot of things. So, there's that. Um, excuse me, don't be hating on disco, Alan. Not okay. You know, you know he knows every word to the soundtrack of Staying Alive. I'm pretty sure he does, and if that was on that that was on the same same soundtrack it was a big hit from staying alive just saying our mind jam trivia today is this today is still need to do day that means you still have things left on your to do list that you haven't to done and you got to get them done by the first of the year so our question was are men or women more likely to make a to do list now you say this is a layup yeah yeah well based off my history okay well i will say um my mark is a big list maker he is yeah
1: i mean you just i mean i try to make a list i'm just not really good at it
2: so you so do you do you make lists
1: yeah and i check it twice oh no you don't (laughs) um i still think it's women
2: Uh, okay you think it's you think it's women? Okay, all right. Well, some people are organized. Some people agree. I feel like they're with more you. organized. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. All right, I'll give you that one. Uh, when we come back, we're going to let you know the answer to that. Also, going to take a look at some uh, local headlines. I have some funky headlines here locally today. We had armed robbery uh, in Lynchburg. Uh, they are still looking for uh, bodies in Nelson County. Um, that's just a tragic story all the way around, and they're still hating on uh, the disco. So, that's not okay, guys. So, I think there's only one thing for me to do going into break, and that is this. You enjoy this, folks. Yeah. We'll be back. Thanks for joining us this Thursday you just on the Morning Jam. You
1: decided for war today, I see.
2: <laughs> and I've got life hacks for you, and they're good ones. They're coming up.
0: Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Mornings on the right foot and listen to The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. On the Virginia Talk Radio Network. It's raining.
2: question it wasn't a trick question nope it was not at all it's also a great excuse to play the weather girl so (laughs) you're just going all in on the disco i am i am just i'm all in look i've got my supporters out there they're texting in saying don't listen to the haters janet don't listen and i'm not Okay, I had to let him get that part in. Just out of respect, you know, it's important. So, the question was, are men or women more likely to make a to-do list? You said it was women, but it's actually men. Men are more likely than women to keep personal aspirations and professional goals on to-do list. 37% versus 22%. 32% versus 14% on professional goals. Now, Everyone as happy, the healthy, as their day begins, you have uh, women more likely than men to first address the most important 85 versus 78% on a list and least enjoyable 56% to 46% as far as getting it over with. Let's just go ahead and get the most, you know, miserable ones out of the way. Yeah, I'm going to have to make a big list soon. Well, I need to. <laughs> Well, they're saying that the world in general is becoming more reliant on to-do lists, which, you know, it's interesting. After everybody got their phones, they thought we would never need, you know, there'd be no need for paper anymore. That was what people said. Oh, it's going to save so much paper. But surveys are showing an increasing reliance on to-do lists around the world and people in the United States are reporting really loving their to-do list because it reduces stress, according to a new survey. And and I will say, I, I'm i the kind of person that gets a lot of pleasure out of finishing something and then scratching it off the to-do list. And they say it helps keep them organized, uh, their standards for productivity, and their approach to managing and prioritizing tasks. Uh, when I was a manager, I had a giant post-it that I kept Behind my desk every day, and I would write what I had to get done for that day. And then I would just mark it off. It's very rewarding. So, uh, but men and women are different on to do lists. 20% of males say they believe they can do everything in their heads, compared with 9% of females who choose to rely on mental management rather than writing things down. Men are more likely than women to keep personal aspirations. As their day begins, women are more likely than men to first address the most important things. So, there you go. Bada bing. Now you know. Lists are, I think lists are important. I like having to do lists. I'm working on it. It helps. It 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 does help. If you, especially, especially at work, if there's certain things that you want to get done, and especially in this environment, because there's always something that's going to distract you and take you in another direction. So, it's, it's helpful. If you have those, I think. Lots of uh, local stories that we want to get to this morning. I wish they were more positive, actually. Uh, armed robbery at Rose's Express on Memorial Avenue. Uh, that took place about 7.30 last night. That's when the call came in. Uh, the suspect did not use a gun. They had a knife. And they took off with an undisclosed amount of cash from the register And uh, took off on foot towards the Dollar Theater. So they haven't apprehended that person yet. Uh, Bill Trefero was telling us about that tragic story out of Nelson County where an SUV was submerged in the Rockfish River on Tuesday and uh, three people have been found so far. Uh, Sadly, they did not survive and they are uh, still searching for two other people. Uh, at this point, I, I think they're afraid they're looking for for bodies. Uh, at this point, they said two of the th- of the three were discovered on land. The third was inside the SUV that had been submerged, and the search is still under underway uh, for two other people who were traveling with those three. And um, and of course, they think that they went into the water. So they say they're exhausting all efforts to find them. They have boats in the water. Uh, Virginia Department of Emergency Management. I-, I can't imagine how daunting that is, especially with the temperatures the way they are right now. This is a this is a cold time to be to be dealing with with water. Uh, sad news out of uh, Bedford County. We were talking about the horse that was rescued from the frozen pond. It didn't survive. So that was uh, that was a sad story there. And here's a story that I want to make sure. We're we're gonna post this story on our Facebook page um, because this dirt bag needs to be put away. Um, a man who is already a registered sex offender is now wanted by Henry County Sheriff's Office after a child's parents said he sexually assaulted their six-year-old yesterday. The incident took place at the Raceway Inn in Martinsville. They say the parents briefly left their child in the care of 36-year-old Lucas Donnelly. And when they returned, they had found that Donnelly had sexually assaulted her. They called the police right away. Deputies took chase after Donnelly, who fled the scene in a blue 2014 Kia Forte. They tried to stop him on Barrows Mill Road. He continued driving on uh, Ferrystone Park Highway, at speeds over 100 miles an hour. He then hit another person's car, drove into oncoming traffic, almost hit another vehicle, even drove with his headlights off while driving at high speeds. They determined that the risk of pursuing him was too great because of the safety of others on the roads, so deputies stopped the chase. This man is still at large, and they have six warrants for his arrest, including felony eluding, Aggravated sexual battery, forcible sodomy, three counts of taking indecent liberties with a child by a person in custodial relationship. He is 5'9", weighs 270, brown hair, green eyes, last seen wearing a gray hoodie shirt and blue jeans. The license plate for his Kia Forte. My truck driver friends out there. VWM 5364. VWM 5364. He's already a registered sex offender on the Virginia State Police Sex Offender Registry. And that put him on the registry uh an incident in 2012 when he was convicted of taking indecent liberties with children. I, I, mm, there is no punishment bad enough, in my opinion. I am uh, putting this up on our Facebook page, so if you have a chance, go and... Uh, And and look at his picture, but uh, you know, we've got a lot of truck drivers that listen. So if you see this blue Kia Forte with VWM 5364, uh, then you know, reach out to Henry County Sheriff's Office or any sheriff's department, really. Just dial 911 and tell them that you've uh, spotted the car. He could be anywhere in Virginia by this point, so we need to. Keep an eye out for him. Uh, Several stories coming up this morning that we're going to talk about, including um, Michelle Obama says she couldn't stand Barack for 10 years. I mean, that beats me. I just couldn't stand him for eight. So (laughs) she still That's pretty good. Um, So we'll talk about that story. Uh, I've got some great life hacks, as I told you about. There is a woman who gets paid $450 an hour To teach Gen Z how to talk on a phone. What? You heard me. She gets paid. (laughs) Yeah. What? You heard me. She gets paid $480 an hour to help Gen Z and millennial workers overcome their fear of talking on the phone. This is a real thing, and and we talk about this on the show all the time. There is a whole generation of, of children. I'm fifty. Who I'm, cannot? I'm you are. You're just like an older. You're just like an old, like an old <laughs> person. 50. Obviously, um, there's this this whole group of people. They don't have any social skills. They can't carry on a conversation in person. They can't talk on the phone. They don't have any phone manners. I mean, it's not good i was gonna say i always joke sometimes
1: that i'm a like a, a 50 year old in a 25 year old's body because yeah. you know i uh it I'm might actually be time. true okay uh, i have hip problems <laughs> it's great
2: How are, how's your knee how's your it's, knee doing they're okay y- you still have a lot
1: of hair though yeah so the hair's not, rec- not going away receding i do not have my dad's hair <laughs> he he has hair
2: just thin right well you're also 25 well, so there's still time for that but we'll talk We'll talk about that uh, after we come out of the, the break here that we're going into. I just think it's fascinating that this woman has been able to to create a career out of teaching Not people how to... Not just a career. She's making bank. She is making bank. $480 an hour. That's pretty good. So, we'll take a look at that story. Uh, and also, January 6th committee, they have withdrawn the Trump subpoena. So we got a lot of ground to cover this morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Morning Jam. We've got WDBJ7 on the way with your local headlines and your chilly forecast all coming up.
0: It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ 7.
1: Another mild day is setting up for today. I'm meteorologist Christian Johansson. After a cold start, we'll see plenty of sunshine with temperatures warming into the mid to upper 50s. For tonight, mostly clear, a little cold with our temperatures right around freezing. For Friday, plenty of sunshine. We'll see our highs around 60 degrees. Our next system brings rain into the region on Saturday. We'll stay mild into the new year.
2: And currently we have twenty-seven degrees in Roanoke and Salem, thirty-one in Lynchburg, twenty-seven in Bedford, twenty-six in Amherst, thirty-one in Appomattox. And uh yeah, the during the day it's not too bad. It's just, you know, in like the in the mornings it gets just a little bit chilly. So buddy got to go on a big walk yesterday. He was happy about that. Although we have the the little boundaries up now mm-hmm. for him. We have the in ground fencing. And so, I'll take his collar off, but when he approaches the flags, he's like, oh, no, no. I'm not falling for this. No way, sister. So, we took a little coaxing for him to to trust me, but he was not feeling it too much yesterday. So, we had that going for us. So, we were telling you about a lady who has made of a, a, not just a living, but a really good living out of training Gen Z's. How to talk on a telephone. I find this very fascinating that somebody can can make a living doing this, but she has managed it somehow. Um, she says she noticed this trend about 16 years ago. Her name is Mary Jane Copps, C-O-P-P-S, and she set up the Phone Lady constituency to help people improve their phone etiquette. She trains Gen Z workers who are afraid to use the phone because they've only used a phone for texting. Hmm. Have you ever had somebody that texts so much that they're almost startled when their phone rings? I've actually had that happen with young people where it's just like, what do I do? I don't know who it is. I don't know. Answer the phone. Just answer it. Obviously somebody needs something or maybe it's a, you know, junk call, but you can get rid of that. Her work involves helping people overcome their phone phobia and to have better conversations. She says smartphones can do a lot of things, but plenty of users make very few actual phone calls on them if any at all, I will say. I found texting very useful. Especially with certain friends because you have certain people that's very difficult to get off the phone hmm. with. So I had one friend that would call me. We, we were on praise team together and he was actually in, in charge of, of praise team at church. And when he would call, I would say, Johnny, you have five minutes. And then I would say, you have four minutes Are you got a minute left. I, and I had to do that because he would talk literally for an hour If you would let him go, because he couldn't focus on his whatever his topic at hand was. Um, It's left many young workers lacking the confidence to speak effectively on the phone at work. She says she noticed the phone phobia 16 years ago. That's when she started her business. Gen Z has never had the skills given to them, she said. In my generation, the phone was on the wall in everyone's house, and we were taught how to answer it properly and how to make calls at a young age. Now we have several generations that were never taught anything about talking on the phone, and people have removed phones from their homes. I will say I've gone through this a little bit with my oldest son. He would prefer to send an email rather than follow up with a phone call. I'm like, you need to be able to follow up with a phone call. You need to be able to show that you're articulate. You can have these conversations. Yeah, I'm. I'm real, I can tell I'm you disagree with me. <laughs> I'm the same way. Uh, like
1: I'll do it. Like yesterday, I had to call my dentist office multiple times because I kept changing my appointment because they moved. They wanted to move it to today. I thought I could do it today, and then like my, then I forgot my brother's not in town, so no one's here there to watch Hokie. Right. So so I couldn't it's do not it. Not easy today. being a dad. So I couldn't do it today. Okay. Um, um, and then so that was fun. But like, so like anytime I have a call that I have to do, like if I have to call. Like, does my, my, it, does my house. It give well, my house you, like, I have to call this. I had to call an insurance guy. And, like, that, I, I like, I will always like, also I'm a bad procrastinator just in general, but I would like, I just put it off. I'm does like, it
2: give you anxiety a little bit?
1: Not anxiety. It's just like, I just don't want to do
2: it. Okay. She says a lot of Gen Zs and millennials have less experience talking on the phone because texting and instant messaging have been the primary communication for their generation. And since they have a lot less experience talking on the phone, they have a lot less comfort with it. And that sets up people who are vulnerable to social anxiety to have anxiety in that situation. Look, we deal with it here on the show. There are people who will text; they will text all day long. They'll text and text and text and text and text. They need to take this class, but they don't. But they don't call. And I'm like, it, it's a radio show. People would like to hear your voice. I would like for you to call, but they're more comfortable texting. And that's changed since I got into to talk radio, and, and the. People are getting younger that are listening to talk radio. Um, That has definitely been a change that I've seen. She charges four hundred eighty dollars an hour for one-on-one coaching, three sixty-five an hour for a thirty-minute webinar as part of a seven-part program. For corporate workshops, the daily rate is thirty-five hundred dollars. And Business Insider did, I think they even had trouble believing it. They verified the figures uh, using redacted invoices that were supplied. And many of her clients are in the financial sector or startups. Her first step is working out why an individual is anxious about phone calls. And the common fear is, what if someone asks me a question and I don't know the answer? I often say for the next three days, I don't want anyone to text anyone and I tell them to only call their friends and family. You know the anxiety of those young people has gone up tremendously if they can't text so like, and they
1: can only talk. Now what I'll do, like, I think I've gotten better. It, it, honestly, like, I'm okay calling my parents or calling my friends and that stuff. It's yeah, like, but,
2: but is that your first choice? Or do
1: you always text rather than? It depends. Like, I'm 50-50. I'm like, I'll, me and my best friend will talk on the phone. Oral we'll FaceTime, which is sort of the same thing. Like if it's my mom or my dad, not I probably will call them instead of text them.
2: Right. And so kids like that at least have some experience. But if it's my brother And she says I'll text the him. the real problem area comes if you've got kids that aren't even used to talking on the phone to their mother. It's setting appointments where I don't like that. And then they can't process it. So I can't say I'm gonna make them call prospective clients as they would just fall apart. So, we start with their family and somebody that they know. Improvising calls, they say, can be scary. So, her approach is if people aren't ready to answer the phone, I'll set up a time where I can randomly call them throughout the day and practice conversations. You can't build a relationship by email because it's not back and forth and you're not hearing each other's tone of voice. She added that phone calls are crucial in order to express interest and enthusiasm. Yet, people can put whatever inflection they want on an email you know you can take things completely wrong in an email you know it's and that's why i always would tell my children do not have difficult conversations via text i wouldn't let them do it you call that person and you talk to them because it's way too easy to say things that are unkind by text and you don't see or hear you know how your words are impacting them and i was that mom and I'm glad I was that mom. They're probably maybe they're glad I was that mom now. They probably weren't then. The only thing I I struggle
1: with call physical calling is like setting appointments. You just don't like doing that. No, because
2: like I think that's a I think that's a young man thing. That's my, like a tedious my thing. Because like, it's like, like that.
1: you call, you gotta hit a button, and you're on hold <laughs> and then you're like, Oh, we can't fit you this time. It's like uh, Oh lordy Especially when you can go online and just like find the date and just do it. Uh, oh
2: my it. word. I'm. I'm not gonna pay for the service, but maybe you should take this class. I'm just saying.
1: I. I, I think I can survive. I, I. I've done plenty of phone calls. <laughs>
0: It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight.
2: Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at f Market. They're your midtown grocer on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day. They've also got some wonderful offerings in their freezer section. They can keep your pantry stocked. And we're giving you recipes this week. ...that are just going to kind of move you away from the whole heavy holiday meals kind of thing. Uh, Things that you can lighten up a little bit. This is a delicious recipe for a pan-seared cod. I love whitefish. I think it's so delicious. Uh, And they have cod over at f and Check out that freezer section. Always on hand and ready to go. Uh, This is a pan-seared cod in a white wine tomato basil sauce... And this is how you're going to make it. You're going to heat a little bit of olive oil in a large saute pan. You're going to add in some crushed red pepper flakes and a little bit of garlic and saute it for about a minute. And then you're going to add in some cherry tomatoes or grape tomatoes and cook them, stirring occasionally. You just want to blister them a little bit, but you still want them to hold their shape. So maybe nine, ten minutes, something like that. Then you're gonna add in your white wine. You're gonna stir that and allow the mixture to come to a gentle simmer. Then stir in a little bit of fresh basil, which you can still find plenty of uh, around, a lemon juice, some lemon zest, a salt, pepper, uh, a tiny, tiny little bit of sugar to this mixture. Cook it for two minutes and then that's your sauce. You can transfer that to a, a bowl and set it aside. Then in a large saute pan, Pat your cod really dry with paper towels, and then salt and pepper both sides of it. Place it in your olive oil, cook it until it's just seared on both sides, about three minutes. Then carefully uh, flip it over and cook it for another three to four minutes, and it'll be cooked through probably in that just six minute cook time. Then you're gonna pour that white wine, tomato, basil sauce over the cod, let that sauce warm up for a minute, and then you remove it from the heat and serve it. It's light, it's delicious, it tastes fresh, something really needed this time of year. It's a pan-seared cod and a white wine tomato basil sauce. Super easy, super quick, really delicious and healthy too. Check it out by going to Facebook, type in Janet's 5 & Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share here on The Morning Jam, brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are cut above.
0: Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. We are the morning jam. Life Life hack Thursday on the morning jam. Morning jam.
2: I have some really good life hacks today, but I'm afraid I'm a little late on this first one. I should have done this one last week, but I didn't know it last week. You just now learned it? Well, I, yeah. Pretty much, so I had my niece and nephew over Wednesday through Christmas Eve, and uh, that kept me hopping. And we had lots of funtivities planned, including gingerbread making. We didn't do a gingerbread house; we did gingerbread trains, which were fun. I remember you told me. Uh, little, and anyone who's put together a gingerbread house knows it can be, you know, architecturally a little challenging. The last one I did, I just bought it pre-made. Well, I'm not talking about making the gingerbread. That's no, the I easy meant, part. No, I meant the house was like already, already up, and you just decorated it. That's 100%
1: cheating. I part do of not the, care.
2: Part of the challenge is, is getting that thing to stay together. Well, you can use uh, thin rubber bands that will hold your gingerbread house in place, or your train, or whatever it is, is that, that you're... How
1: not cheating compared to me just buying it already made?
2: It's not cheating. You're like, you're, you have to be able to get it on there without breaking gingerbread, and... It's like a a game of edible Jenga, sort of, a little bit. The rubber bands work. And then you can just, after the icing dries, you can just snip that bad boy off. I mean, because I was like propping things up. I had salt and pepper shakers. It was like, it wasn't good. Rubber bands would work much better. Uh, Did you know you can set most microwaves to silent? Yeah, you can. You just search your brand name and your model name and number, if if you can get it, and uh, and then that way you're not you know bugging people. My husband sleeps during the day sometimes. This is handy stuff. Not to have. Does it really have to go beep 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 beep? Is that necessary? And it's always louder when everyone's asleep. Whatever, yeah. Whatever you're trying to you know to be really quiet about things. I didn't know you could do that, but but you can. You can set most microwaves to uh to silent so there you go uh, also here's one more and then i'll have some more later on um if you flip your pill bottles after you take them that way you'll remember if you took them or not so if you take your medicine you just flip them up on the lid and then the that, lid, Patrick. that way you know
1: patrick the lid
2: i don't know what that means
1: you don't watch spongebob i do there's remember. a bit where Patrick misses the lid. He
2: misses the lid. Okay. No. I, oh, I watch SpongeBob a lot, for sure. I think that's. I'll have to do that one. Uh, also, one more. Uh, wear gloves when you're when you're undecorating, and that way you won't get covered in glitter. So, I I had people fussing because there was so much glitter on Everywhere. my packages. I like I like a little shine on my packages, so I don't know what to tell you, folks. Be when happy you got one. When unwrapping Janet's gifts, you also have to. We <laughs> might have to wear gloves. Well, sometimes I can find the shiny ribbon that it doesn't shed, but yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of glitter all over the place. But that's what, and there probably will be until you know end of January, maybe. It was on my dogs; they were rolling in it. They were. Yeah, it was pretty fun. So there is a new interview with uh, Michelle Obama where she says that for 10 years, she couldn't stand Barack. So, and, I, and like I say, she's doing better than I am because I couldn't stand him for just eight years. So she lasted longer than I did. Uh, she said, uh, talked about her marriage to former President Barack Obama. Uh, and she revealed that she couldn't stand him for about a decade while the couple's two daughters were young. She discussed the challenges of raising two young daughters for eight years in the White House and the strain it put on her marriage with the former commander-in-chief during a roundtable interview. We don't talk much about how, how much work is required and how hard it is even when you're madly in love with a person even when everything works out right she said people think i'm being catty by saying this it's like there were 10 years where i couldn't stand my husband and, and guess when it happened when those kids were little malia and sasha were 10 and 7 when their father first became president michelle conveyed the tough balance between raising a family and advancing a career And for 10 years, while we were trying to build our careers and, you know, worrying about school and who's doing what, I was like, ugh, this isn't even. And guess what? Marriage isn't 50-50 ever. There are times I'm 70, he's 30. There are times he's 60-40. But guess what? 10 years, we've been married 30. It would take 10 bad years over 30. It's just how you look at it. And people give up. Five years, I can't take it. Throughout the ups and downs, she says she still respects and admired her husband, and stressed it's important to know your person. And she's right about that, I think. Um, you know, and I tell tell people all the time you can fall in love with that same person over and over again, but um, but if you lose respect <clears throat> for your significant other, that's when that's when there's trouble that's and and that, and i speak from experience if you if you lose trust and respect that's when it's hard to come come away from that you don't have to like the person all the time you know look i didn't like my children all the time when my children turned 12 i was ready to like you know kill not kill them but like sell them off to the gypsies or something i mean they were just obnoxious 12 year 12 years old it's the worst or at least with my kids. Maybe not with everybody's kids. But yeah, 12 is hard because you're not really a kid anymore. You're not really a teenager anymore. You're just kind of... It's the 20 of, of childhood. The tween. You're the, you're the tween. The 20 of childhood
1: where you're, you know, 20 is you're not a te- teenager anymore. But you're right. not... You're like, not old
2: enough to do anything, anything. Adult. It's the weird one. Except maybe go to war. So <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> it's so messed up. I get it. Well, Nancy Pelosi did her last speech. Did you hear? Did you hear her speech? Did you hear any of it? Do she, I
1: look like someone who listens to Nancy Pelosi speeches?
2: Dale says, "Are you saying it's going to take twenty years of me calling before Trey likes me?" Uh, not if you keep telling jokes like you did yesterday, okay. sir.
1: Dale, I do like you, even though you you do root for, you know, Satan's team.
2: <laughs> he just doesn't think you have taste in in, in football teams here's something we can all agree on we're glad this was nancy's last speech probably and she ended the speech by wishing everyone you know happy holidays in her own special way Be healthy and safe new year happy holidays merry christmas happy schwanza happy hanukkah whatever it is you celebrate
1: what was that one
2: thank you schwanza happy happy what Swanza. What, what, what? Whatever it is, you. What, what is it? What is Swanza? New Year. Happy holidays. Didn't Merry Mr. Christmas. Confesses. Happy Swanza. Happy Hanukkah. Was that supposed to be Kwanzaa? Do we think? Pretty sure that's what that was so. supposed to be. That's really <laughs> Swanza. But is anybody saying anything about it? No. Nah. Swanza. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. She'll be out there wearing some type of tribal. Swanza outfit, and they'll give her a pass. Happy Swanza. <laughs> if she had mispronounced Hanukkah or something, they would be having a fit. At least she got Merry Christmas in there. I wasn't expecting that. That's more than I, than I thought we would get. Coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to have uh, Rand Paul telling us how the government's been spending our money. It's not good. As you might expect, he's really good at breaking all this down, though. This year might be extra bad, though, considering the financial condition the country's in. So we'll have Rand Paul talking about that uh, after Bill Trefero checks in with the latest headlines for Lynchburg Roanoke and the South Side. We'll have all that ahead this morning. Keep our number handy, 866-916-3776. Our text number, 434-248-0704. And happy Swansea, everybody.